Hi, this is Joseph with Sci-Fi Graveyard, hosted by The Heart of Geek. Before we get started with tonight's episode, I know things are still crazy right now. I know a lot of people are still suffering with anxiety and depression. I am one of those people. And I just want you to know that there are people who care about you. There are people that love you, whether it be a suicide prevention hotline or your best friend or your family member. Please reach out to someone and talk to them. Know these three things. You are not crazy. You are not alone. And secrets do make you sicker. So please reach out and talk to someone. Again, please, uh, we, we do care about you. And we want to make sure that everyone's safe and happy and healthy moving forward. Thank you. Hi, this is Joseph, the host and creator of Sci-Fi Graveyard, as hosted by The Heart of Geek. Is there a topic that you love to talk about? Would you love to share that topic with millions of listeners around the globe? If so, then you're almost there to starting your own podcast. The only thing you need is Anchor.fm. With Anchor.fm, you can record, edit, and publish your own podcast to the Anchor site and to popular podcasting sites around the world. So what are you waiting for? If you'd like to get started, all you need to do is head to the Play Store on Android or the App Store if you have an iPhone. Start the download and get recording today. Thank you for listening to Sci-Fi Graveyard and on to the podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Graveyard. Today, we're going to be talking about the 1989 movie, The Abyss, directed and written by James Cameron, and stars Ed Harris, Mary Elizabeth Mastantonio, Michael Bean and actually the comedian writer actor Chris Elliott is in this movie. It's the only serious role I've ever seen him in. So I thought it was interesting and I thought I would mention it. Uh, this movie was released on August 9th, 1989 in theaters. And all my trivia for this movie is basically all the bad shit that happened. Um, just because I thought it was really interesting. <laughs> so uh, the movie is basically about a civilian diving team being enlisted by the U.S. Navy to search for a lost nuclear submarine and faces danger while encountering an alien aquatic species. So under the sea, you may encounter a water-based alien life form. Down where it's wet dirt. Take it from me. <laughs> uh, so some trivia. Uh, the idea for this for the film came to James Cameron when he attended a science lecture about deep sea diving and liquid breathing in high school. He wrote a short story about the group of scientists and a laboratory at the bottom of the ocean on the edge of the Cayman Trench. When signs of life come from the trench, the scientists dive one at a time, never to return or being heard of again. When the last remaining scientist follows him to find out what happened, he ends up in a depth-induced psychosis since filming and about a group of scientists didn't seem commercial to him, he changed it to a group of blue-collar workers instead and changed the story around them. Ironically, Ghostbusters 2, 1989, a film about scientists, uh, was one of the most successful films of its year, while The Abyss, while a box office, while not a box office flop, was considered to be a to be commercially disappointing. So uh, fluid breathing is actually a reality. Um, it's oxygenated fluorocarbon fluid, and it was used in the rat fluid breathing scene. Uh, Dr. Johannes Kleistra and Dr. Peter Bennett of Duke University pioneered this technique and consulted on the film, giving detailed instructions on how to prepare the fluid. The only reason for cutting uh, to the actor's face because the actor's 
uh, during the scene. Uh, the rat was inside the liquid. The rat was really inside the liquid and breathing this liquid. Uh, the only reason that they, they didn't keep focusing on the rats and they kept cutting to the actors was because the rats were shitting themselves from pump panic and anxiety as they began breathing the fluid. Uh, five rats were used for five different takes, all of whom survived and were given antibiotic shots by a vet. The rat that actually appeared in the film died of natural causes a few weeks before the film opened. Uh, according to James Cameron, the scene with the rat had to be edited out of the UK movie version because the Royal Veterinary Veterinarian felt that it was painful for the rat. James Cameron repeatedly assures that the rats used for the take didn't suffer any harm. Uh, although the breathing, the liquid breathing was done for real during the rat submersion scene, the technique was still too experimental to be used on Ed Harris during the filming the film's climax. His head was actually submerged in a color, non-breathable fluid, so he had to hold his breath during each take, and the helmet had to be empty quickly when he, whenever he ran out of breath. He also had to wear special contact lenses to be able to see through the liquid. Even so, the chlorine burned his eyes and severely blurred his vision. Uh, the American Humane Association rated this film unacceptable because of the rat that was submerged in oxygenated liquid. In one scene, it wasn't an effect. Like I said, the, the rat was really subjected to the anxiety of being submerged in this liquid where it panics and struggles and is pulled out by its tail as it expels the liquid from its lungs. So all that in camera was real, no special effects. Well, damn. Yeah, apparently Ed Harris reportedly punched James Cameron in the face after he kept filming while he was nearly drowning. This movie, um, basically all the underwater scenes are really them underwater. Uh, this was all filmed under, like everything that would, they were in the water and underneath it, like in the, the water, it was real. Uh, Ed Harris, uh, during the rigorous and problematic shoot, the cast and crew began calling the film by various derogatory names, such as Son of Abyss, The Abuse, and Life's Abyss, and Then You Die. Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio reportedly suffered a physical and emotional breakdown because she was pushed so hard on the set. And Ed Harris had to pull over his car at one time while driving home because he burst into spontaneous crying. Uh, very few scenes involve stunt people. When Bud drags Lindsay back to the rig, that's really Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio holding her breath. When the rig is being flooded and the characters are running from water, drowning behind closed doors and dodging exploding parts of the rig. Those are all actors and not stunt people. Damn. I'm surprised with, the, with yeah. the, how they do most movies. It's surprising knowing that most of it was all like legit people. Yeah, it's crazy. Director uh, James Cameron was determined to actually film major portions of the movie underwater. Like I said, as he felt the conventional way to shoot such scenes, slow motion filming on a set filled with smoke, or in the ocean with stunt divers looked unconvincing. While searching for a suitable tank for filming during pre-production, he was advised of half of a half-completed nuclear reactor facility in Gaffney, South Carolina. This was intended to be used as, as a movie that was intended to be used as a movie studio. When Cameron was given a tour of the location, the unfinished turbine pits were suggested to serve as the tank for principal photography. 
However, when he saw the facility's nuclear reactor housing, um, he decided that this structure was ideal. It was 55 feet tall, bowl, and 240 feet in diameter, as it could accommodate huge sets and its walls would not be visible on screen. The re yeah, the reactor designated a tank, thus became the largest, or a tank, as in the letter A, tank, not a tank. Um, thus became the largest underwater set in the world at 7.5 million gallons. And the turbine pit, which was used as B tank, or the second tank, for miniature special effects swimming. James Cameron declared this the worst production he has ever been involved with. Uh, sentiment shared by many of the cast, the difficulties of filming around and being underwater put a great strain on both cast and crew, further complicated by Cameron's notorious perfectionism, because I think we discussed before, James Cameron's kind of an asshole when we did Aliens. Um, many of them have been quoted as saying that they would never do a sequel or movie like The Abyss again. For Cameron, a director known for to often collaborate with the same cast and crew members, this movie had surprisingly few people who had worked with him again, including almost the entire cast, save for Michael Bean and composer Alan Silvestri and director of photography Mikel Salomon. So James Cameron almost drowned himself during production when he was weighed down at the bottom of a giant water tank during filming. The assistant director had failed to warn him to refill his oxygen and realizing that he was running out of air, Cameron asked for help from underwater DP, which I'm assuming is director of photography, Al Gideons. However, Gideons couldn't hear him. He was near death from an old diving bell accident and no one else was nearby. Cameron quickly released his helmet, harness, and weights and started to swim with great speed to the surface, ex exhaling on the way in order to prevent, you know, lung damage from decompression. One of the safety divers held him down and gave him a regulator, which was broken and only produced water. Cameron tried to release himself, but the, di the diver, thinking Cameron was simply having a panic attack, held him even tighter. Cameron only survived because he punched the diver in the face oh, and reached shit. the surface before he passed out. Uh, oh, the AD and the diver were both fired. <laughs> they got oh, fired for that. Yeah. Uh, during underwater filming, Aaron Harris, Ed Harris almost drowned a few times, so he almost died as well. Uh, one time while filming a scene where he had to swim without a suit at the bottom of the submerged set, and the safety diver uh, took a very long time to hand him a breathing regulator. However, the closest call came during the descent into the abyss. Harris was wearing a helmet filled with liquid, like I mentioned earlier, and had to hold his breath while he was towed along a set. When he, when he ran out of air, he gave the signal for oxygen, but his safety diver got hung up on a cable and could not get to him. And so another crew member gave Harris a regulator, but it was upside down and caused him to suck in water. Uh, underwater cinematography, Al Gideons saw what happened, ripped the upside down regular uh, out and gave him his own in the correct orientation. Uh, later that evening, it actually caused Ed Harris to break down and cry. Uh, not, I, I say that in a funny tone, not that it's funny that he almost died, but it's just crazy of all the people that almost died because of James Cameron's like um, wanting to be a perfectionist. Well, uh, I kind of think about it. Too. It's like, uh, do you think some of these movies wouldn't have been as good if he wasn't kind of a perfectionist? I'm, ju I'm just saying, though, this is a really good movie. 
I've seen him like it, a million times. And it probably wouldn't have been as good, but I mean, is it worth killing people? Right. <laughs> Nearly killing people? I know that's the double-edged sword of it. It's like, do you do you want him to know that uh, people been dying? But the movie was really good. I mean, like. There's all sorts of movies where they talked about that they had a troubled set. It's like I think Poltergeist is one of them too. Yeah, Poltergeist. They had a bunch of trouble on the set for the movie, and I don't think it's not so. Much. I think definitely probably one of the tougher movies are movies with water in it, especially if you're like. It's like uh, some movies now is probably a little bit easier because you could fake it. Right, like the the CGI is pretty good. Like to see where like you don't necessarily need to have legit water scenes, but also at the same time, it's like most of that stuff's totally different than it is now. Yeah, it was because this was made in the eighties or something, right? Yeah, it came yeah, out in eighty nine. Yeah. yeah. So, like, uh, what's it called? Like, it, it really shows. And definitely the aging of this movie is still good, too. Like, all the scenes and stuff. Like, and you don't even miss a beat. Like, you know how some movies aged. Like, how we did Nightfall last time. Holy shit. <laughs> but if you Nightfall, this one, Night, like, all I the feel CGI like, looks good still. I think uh, Nightfall... I think Nightfall, if they were to make a porn parody of the story, would probably be more accurate than the movie we watched. Yeah, more than likely. <laughs> yeah. Um, one last piece of trivia. Crew members had to become certified divers before filming began. Um, Ed Harris uh, was not among them, but he and he so he had to get training in a lake nearby. And then the, the team playing the SEAL, the Navy SEALs, they actually had to get special military training before shooting. So, like, it's, it's, it was a pretty crazy movie. Like, I, I tried to list all the bad stuff just because I thought that was more interesting than, like, some of the the good things that happened. Um, the CGI did hold up really well in this movie. It it was one of the first movies to be where the special effects were farmed out to different houses so that different effects teams wouldn't be over or one effects team wouldn't be overloaded. Um, and at the time that that happened, this that wasn't going on. <laughs> I'm adjusting. Moving shit around. <laughs> I'm adjusting. The only thing I'm doing is adjusting my earbud. Oh, cause it was that, falling out. That's why we can end up hearing stuff. Like yeah. flopping around, just be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. because he like, um, the only other disappointing thing about this movie, I'll just go ahead and say as trivia, Michael Bean dies like an hour into the movie, and he's supposed to be like the he's kind of the main antagonist. Yeah, that's because it was further in, but I mean the, the 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 it was further in than that. But at the same time, the the main point of the movie was was the, the aliens, movie, but and the ending because you know. This movie's old enough that I can spoil it. Remember, so the whole thing was he went down to find Big Geek. That I mean that that whole part because, and I tell you what, the one part that always gets me, and I can remember it plain as day, is the part when Mary Elizabeth Metro Antonio drowns originally. 
And oh yeah. I oh. I remember that whole scene vividly, even 20 years after I last saw the movie. Dude, I was yeah, so thinking about that fucking part too. Just like yeah, earlier today. That was, I was like, fuck. I just forgot it'll be, how, how good of an actress she was to pull that shit off. Well, she oh. was she was made Marion. Well, well, the interesting is like just uh, she's criminally underrated when it comes to actresses like uh, in some of these movies because she does like very good acting and like even Whoa. just like her trying to sell the whole like her drowning and she doesn't want to drown the whole time she's like this is what's going to happen but then the whole time she's like oh i don't want to i don't want to and then and then she goes under the water and shit. Like she's struggling the whole time. She's just like, I don't want to fucking do this shit. But then she yeah, yeah. The, the whole scene was brilliant. And I don't well, know. How, I mean, even up until the point where he brings her back. Because, you know, and I take it because you know, we're all well, me and you are married, Joe. That that yeah. I would do the same thing for for oh, Elaine. Yeah. yeah. That and I'd I do the same thing for that I wouldn't stop until I couldn't stop anymore. And even Elaine mentioned that in watching it. And unfortunately, she couldn't join tonight. She wanted to, but she got her second shot yesterday, and she's feeling a little bad today. Um, I feel you. The, so. the, um, the scene, though, like the parts of the scene where Ed Harris is slapping and shouting obscenities, that was actually... Um, she wasn't in the that part of the scene. She had that scene actually caused her to break down, and she actually stormed off set because it was so emotionally draining for her. So, like the emotion in this movie was a lot of it was real because these people well, were like, yeah, I can imagine. Out. Like I said, I mean that that whole scene was exactly how it would have went off if if that actually happened. You know, that's exactly how I would have viewed the reaction by everybody because even the people that knew her were reacting the way people that knew somebody that had drowned would react or that I would view them reacting that it was very vivid in this. And that, that was the whole thing about this movie. It was very, that goes back to kind of what you guys were saying or what you were talking about earlier was that it's James Cameron. I think his, need to be accurate like that with everything is part of the reason I think it went off the way it did. Um, I mean, he's very talented. I'm never going to say James Cameron's not talented, but sometimes I feel like he does kind of come off as an asshole because like some of the trivia looking up into these movies, it's like, bro, like, Oh, I get it. (laughs) I get it. But at the same time, I don't know if he's made a bad movie. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. He has. It's like kind of like Michael Bay, where they've done like so many of his movies, where they talk about that he's pretty relentless on set, but then you see like most of the action scenes and everything that he does pretty good action scenes, like no matter what in any of his movies. Granted, some of them are hit and miss, <clears throat> but the actions usually pretty good like it gets you into it especially in the transformers movies even if you don't really care for most of them the action that they do in it is actually pretty good and they it's been solid in every movie 
<clears throat> not saying all the movies have been good, but like his action is pretty like up in there. But then like everybody talks about like hell how he'll yell on set and be like relentless the whole time it seems like and it seems like there's a lot of directors that were great directors but they're just like relentless on set where it seems like kind of like like, what uh, what's it called i know you're bringing up tarantino was talking about they were talking about on kill bill's set like you know, where Uma Thurman got into an actual car wreck while she was doing the one of the scenes in I think the second Kill Bill movie. So I mean, I, I think it just depends on like their drive to put out the best product that they can, I guess. Well, I mean, when you look at his record, right, and I think he came on for Piranha. Because yeah. the original director quit, but he was the special effects guy for Piranha, but he was kind of put into the thing. But he directed Piranha 2, but then after that, it was the Terminator, Aliens, The Abyss, Terminator 2, True Lies, Titanic, Ghosts of the Abyss, Aliens of the Deep, and Avatar. I mean, the dude has not made <laughs> it's not. I mean, out of all what those. the last two before? Uh... Ghosts of the Abyss and Aliens of the Deep. I think they're yeah. like documentaries that he did about yeah, ships. Yeah, it must be, yeah. One yeah. was about ships and one was about just shit down in the... Almost kind of like what Abyss was about, I would say. <laughs> is, uh, But it was a documentary that went with NASA. He did it for Disney. It's probably on Disney Plus right now, but I don't know. Well, but, that's what I'm, say- I'm saying. I'm like his movies are great anyway. I'm not I mean, saying he, he's a a bad director. I just he kind of comes off as kind of an asshole. Well, that's well, what I'm saying. I, that it I depends don't... on his craft, right? Like if he actually gives a shit, and that's why it seems like it's a little bit different. Is that they're kind of well, like they're kind of an asshole because they're trying to do the best uh version of a movie like well, they don't want to put out a shit movie really. well yeah i mean and that's the thing I, you know i could say that you know elaine doesn't like tom cruise and there's a lot of people that don't like tom cruise but i was mentioning to her how many movies has tom cruise made that are actually bad movies there's not many mm-hmm. i mean as many movies as he's been in most of them are good movies so he knows how to either act <laughs> and perform in the movies he's in or he knows how to pick movies. Yeah. That he's in. And I probably would a little to, bit of both. I would, I would venture to say it's the second one though. Because well, for one thing, Mission at the Mission Impossible movies, I think he kind of produces he kinda, those. Yeah, he kind of babied them, I think, after the first one. They became like his thing. I think and once like, after the second one, I think it became his thing. Uh, because I think the second one was the one where he started doing all his own stunts. I don't think he did them during the first Mission Impossible movie. It yeah, was like you, may not like, you may not like him, but stunts. when you read about the stunts he does. Yeah, like how he freaking but, broke his ankle during, uh, what was it? Not when he jumped that wall, yeah, yeah and he kept he jumped and he the kept wall, going broke though. His ankle and he kept going, and you could see it on film, like him hobbling around, like it fucking hurt, and I'm sure it fucking hurt, and he's still trying to sell it off, and that's why we I- did something in this latest movie too. But anyways, well, it, I was just pointing out that yeah. you know there's certain people 
that I think it's just their mentality. And I, I kind of equate James Cameron with his douchiness, the kind of way that Tom Cruise has seen the same kind of way. Um, because I if, think, you, and I'm sure if, if you hear about Tom Cruise, it, in the same boat well, too. most of those guys that are up there, I think they have to be. Otherwise, there's no way you'd get what you want without being a dick. I mean, yeah. if, I mean, no, I, I don't mean to say that, but it's like when you're the director of a movie, if, if the actors aren't listening or they're not doing what you want them to do, it's kind of your movie. And it's all on you when yeah. it's, when it's shit. So it's like you're either good or bad, right? So it's like, what? Which way do you yeah, go? Yeah, it's it? kind of like uh, how the Fantastic Four dude, the the one, the most recent one, how he was like, oh Fan yeah, blow, oh yeah, where he was getting blowback. He wanted to do a different film, and same with like a bunch of other ones where there were shit movies. Even though that I like some shit movies though, but like they would sit there and blame other people and it's like when you have to have that mentality where you're filming a movie and shit you kind of have to be a dick because like otherwise i mean it goes with real life too it's like or if you're a dick and you make a shit movie you have to take responsibility for making a shit movie that and that goes both ways rather than being you know it'd be different if you know this guy was a douche like James Cameron was a douche and his movies suck. That was yeah. then then you'd go, Well, why is he being a dick? Well, but at you know, with him that's though, who he bowl right there. Like, you know, <laughs> who he bowl. <laughs> <laughs> that's a dude that fits on you for whatever movie that he's doing, right? He does a movie where it's a video game movie, doesn't do he anything should... related towards the video game. And then he'll sit there and, and like people shit on it, and then he'll be like, "It's your fault." It's like, no, bitch, it's your fault. You're the director. You made up, and like most of the movies that he did, he wrote the screenplay and all that shit. And he would talking about like lower, lower budget films where he made the, um, they made the story. They um, probably had to pay for the licensing to be able to make the movie. Well, of course, they have to pay for the licensing well, to, to well, do the that's what I'm game. But, like, that's probably where he put most of his damn money because he never did like a fucking good film. I but mean, who, House who of the Dead this? for me, I Huey Ball. He movie just because of how shit the movie is. <laughs> there was he did one good. He did he did one good movie, but I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, well. Or, I mean, House of the Dead was the only one that I thought was funny. Oh, UWE. Just more shit, yeah, just okay. to be shit. But then, uh, Afraid of the Dark, it wasn't even anything to do with, like, the game. <laughs> the uh, one with Christian Slater in it? I'm telling you, we could we, we could do a whole podcast where it's uh, where it's us shitting on Uwe Boll movies, and then he would come out with a, and then he would come out with a fucking video where he goes on Twitter or YouTube and bitches about people shitting on his movies. I'm like, dude, is that all he does do is good... make yeah. game movies? He will. Go... Yeah, he did. Like most of his movies are like he did the postal because it looks like movie, Blood Rain, Blood and then Rain he did Blood Rain. He did. Yeah, he did the Blood Rain movies. 
And they 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 bombed at the box office. Like, yeah, all of them did. All I didn't know. Movies. I didn't know Far Cry was even made into a movie. Yeah, and then I think he did the thirteen one too. Either that or that was just a show. I thought. Well, in the sure. name of the king. Was yeah, he did the in the he did the name of the he did the in the name of the king series. Like he's he's like made a bunch of shit movies, and then people shit on him. And then and, he sits there and he's like, okay, so this is the last thing I'll mention about Uwe Bold, which is fucking hilarious. He made a Kickstarter a few years ago about one of his latest movies that he wanted to make. No one gave him money. They were like, don't. <laughs> they were like, don't do the movie. Just don't. And then he got on a video and he's like, you guys don't deserve a movie. And pretty much like was bitching to people because they didn't give him any money. And I was like, well, why would they? I mean, if you look at how much money his movies make, especially if there's games that you love, like if you made a Silent Hill movie or like a fucking Resident Evil. Did he do? And you did. Did he do Silent Hill? No, so, like I so, mean, like there was a like the dude that did Silent Hill actually trying to like do a good Silent Hill movie. That movie I actually didn't like. Good, if I remember, I, you know, I sad part is I didn't like Silent Hill because he she got the mega unhappy ending. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Well, I mean, it like it go it works with the games. <laughs> so all I, the games are depressing. So yeah, looking at this dude's stats, House of the Dead, the budget was twelve five. Yeah, yeah, it bombed. And then the next oh, one, oh. rate was Budget was like was made 20, for TV. Was twenty million? It made five. Blood Rain was budgeted for twenty five. Made two. <laughs> in the the only thing of, I liked it. In the I never saw King was sixty million dollar budget and it made ten million. How the hell did he end up getting sixty million dollars for that? But how did he? Movie? Yeah, how did he make? Well, how did they allow him to make more and more movies if he doesn't yeah. make any money? He, he he actually he would buy the rights to the he would get the uh, stuff for it the 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 rights, but he was making the movies in Europe where there was like these huge discounts like tax incentives and stuff like that but they did away with that so that's another reason why he's kind of like fell off the face of the earth because now he can't make movies in europe really cheap yeah well that's what i'm saying is we could talk about all day about like how crap ooey bowls movies are right <laughs> like, yeah, I just this think is, it's this is how this how he's like Dude, nobody wanted to pay for my kickstarter you guys are assholes and that's the this is how this conversation is this is how this conversation started James Cameron's kind of a dick. You know who's a dick? Uwe Boll is a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's what I'm saying. He's kind of a dick on the other side of the spectrum, right? Uwe Boll's probably a massive dick, and then he just makes <laughs> shitty movies. So it's like, no excuses. It's like, get out of here. Yeah, and I like, would agree. James Cam- but-, uh, but James Cameron actually does really good movies. Like, the- he did Terminator 2, right? Yeah, James Cameron. Yeah, yeah he did. One of he did the first films ever made is Terminator Two. Well, he he did he did the first. So he did the it, first two Terminators. But not oh, only and, that, remember Titanic was the highest grossing film until Avatar beat it, which is also James Cameron. Yeah, then, I mean, and then and then, then, one, one beat it, and, and now Avatar won. took it back because they re-released it overseas or something like that. So now it's back. 
in number one again. Yeah, someone. Yeah, well, I don't remember what. Yeah, something else beat it, and then they they probably a Star Wars movie. There was a Avengers Yeah, Avengers Endgame beat it, and then they re-released it. I think for the twentieth anniversary, or we came out in two thousand nine, so tenth anniversary or something maybe overseas, and it took it back over again. It's made. $2.8 billion. The only thing, though, about the only thing I will <laughs> and say now this is going to be making five more. Yeah. This is my thing about um, Avatar. I really didn't like Avatar. Oh, I loved Avatar. And oh, and when we get to the end, this is exactly one of the things I want to point out. So when we get to the end of this one, are we doing the rest in peace and all that stuff for this one? Yeah, we'll do it for this one. I, I liked, I thought the movie was okay, but I'll be honest with you. I didn't gush over this movie. Um, Which one? Abyss or are you talking about the Avatar? abyss? Okay. The abyss. Um, but I remember watching it as a kid on TV. Like I remember the, the, the alien face and stuff like that. I remember like that stuff right there. And then Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth, Mass Antonio, you know, she was made Marion and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. So that's how I knew her. Oh, um, what I remember is seeing her boobs because I was young. Well, well I was 12 <laughs> when this movie came out. Yeah. So that was one of the first, first movies I probably saw, like man movies where they showed where I was able boobs. to see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I must have been looking away. I didn't see nudity in this movie. Well, yeah, it was it's mostly because when she shirt gets off out, when she was drowning. Yeah. When she drowned, oh, okay. they do the defibrillator. They ripped the shirt I, off, and she's not wearing a bra underneath. And so, had, anyways, so that's I look like, again. Like I said before, I vividly remember that scene, and that's part of the reasons I remember it. But the biggest thing is the emotion that was involved in the entire thing. I still remember when she told him you need to wear the helmet because you can swim me back. I'll just go into hypothermic shock and you know, you can bring me back. But then knowing she had to deal with that, you know, the whole scene yeah. when the thing up, it's exactly how it would happen. And he, she gripped him and then her hands let go. Like that was when she died. It was like, Holy crap. And then even later on when he does the liquid, Ed Harris does the liquid thing. Every time yeah, they liquid. did that stuff, how it looked, like how you would react if you had to start doing that again. You know? Yeah. Um, anyhow, I love this movie. I Yeah. To me, like I love the movie. movie. If it was on cable, I would probably leave it on and just watch it still. Like, it's not one of my favorite, favorite movies. Like, if I would have to say, like, probably uh, James Cameron, top tier, it's probably Terminator 2. That's number one for me. I'd say I'd say Terminator 2 and Aliens for James Cameron. Yeah, it's like Terminator 2 and then Aliens. But then it's like Avatar's up there. Mostly why I like the Avatar, though, is mostly because it is like Dancing with Wolves, but with Aliens. With you, you, you know what though? If Pocahontas. You guys, did you guys see it in 3D? Yeah. That, that, see what? No, I didn't. That, that was the way to watch that movie. Yeah, like 3D was the way to watch it because that's when you realized the way it was filmed. It was filmed to be in 3D yeah. because the scenes when you would look over the cliff, you felt like you were up in the air. It freaked me out. 
And it's the only movie really to do that. And that's why I became enthralled with 3D stuff was because of that movie. I mean, I bought a 3D TV because of it at the time, and I still have one. And and uh, I have the 3D version sitting on my shelf over there. And so, then it's still like the same thing when they and they even have the Avatar ride at Disney. It oh, was, yeah. Actually, I do like, want to go on. I do want to so go on Flight of Passage. Like you was, like it reminded me so much of like the movie. Holy it, shit. Well, it's you ride the Navi. It was it was 3D. It was brilliant. I mean, best ride we rode there that yeah. when we went. Yeah. I was saying that and the Haggard ride when we were at Universal. Well, but, yeah, those yeah. two were the top, but um but yeah, the Avatar one was easily the best at the time. Now I heard the new Star Wars one beats anything, but well, um, it's probably but, Rise of the Resistance because the that's why I one said where, the new one. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the Millennium, Millennium Falcon one was kind of lame. Yeah, it was all right. It was it was fine, yeah. but it was very confusing. It, you would have to write it a couple of times for you to fully like get the react like you know, because when we were doing it it was like all over the place it was so we like doing the gun thing was kind of difficult trying to aim it to shoot shit but like yeah it, i mean it was fun doing it with everybody because it's like a six point a person thing or whatever but i'm like uh other than that it was like meh but i've heard yeah, yeah rise, the of the was definitely the rise of the rise of rise of the resistance i heard is pretty awesome i haven't done that one because it wasn't built it wasn't finished yet when well, I, I think the only, the, i think steven's done it yeah I, yeah so. steven's done it yeah he was i think there. he was just recently there but yeah anyway i would definitely but say i yeah i i know we didn't really talk about this movie but i don't know if there's a lot to say that probably hasn't already been said it's mostly uh, highly recommend if you like fucking emotional movies where you could get sunk into uh people like the story and stuff like that the story is great like the the ending is cool too it kind of reminds me of uh, close encounters a little bit just because they're dealing with aliens but like I think mostly why because they were doing everything practically in it. I think that's what sold it for like you feeling the emotion more in this movie is because of how it was kind of real with everybody. But I definitely recommend it. I I I don't know if I would want to reboot it, but like I mean definitely having like a sequel. If they did a sequel to this movie, that would be fucking dope. Like years later and like uh, because I don't think Ed Harrison shit are still alive, right? They are. Yeah, Ed he's seventy still, years yeah. old. He's seventy years old. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone. This movie is dead. I think they're, they're all. They're, still they're alive. I think the they, I think the uh, the one dude I can't think of his name. He was he was the the kind of chubby dude on the on the ship. We're wearing the orange tank top. I yeah. think he died, but everybody else is alive. Well, I'm just thinking printing money, especially if James Cameron came back to do it. I mean, they don't have to have James Cameron do it, but like if well, if he would want to loved, well, I think he's gonna be busy with Avatar, right? So that's why I would, I would think that they would get somebody else to do it. But like if they had Ed Harris and uh, made Marion come back, 
at least have them two come back and it was like a continuation of like the alien story with like the kids taking over type of thing that would be fucking dope I definitely don't think that they should remake it or reboot it I definitely think that it should just get like a sequel if they're gonna do anything because I think it just works well enough alone I I say if I were to like I wasn't blown away by this movie so but I didn't hate this movie it's a good film obviously James Cameron knows what he's doing behind a camera and he's a good writer um, I would say probably that this movie should rest in peace. Um, no, I don't think there should be a sequel. I don't think it should be remade. I think it should just stay as it is. Um, to be honest with you, that would be, I think, would work best for it. Was this your first time watching it, or have you watched it a few times before this? I watched I it like when you said it already or not. <laughs> I remember watching it back in the day on TV back in the nineties. But I didn't remember a lot of it. I remember like um, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio was in it. I remember the alien face appearing out of the water, which was very like practical CGI and stuff like that. Yeah, I um, mean, mine, uh, my point of view probably would be a little bit different just because I think I was like only like five when this movie came out, like four or five. So, I mean, watching it then and then watching it a bunch of times, I just remember it so well. So then I watch it now. It's like a lot of movies like that for me where I watched it so young and I watched it so often because I liked it a lot that I kept uh, it. It's kept the same momentum type of thing. So even if I watch it now, it'll still hit the same beats that when I was younger on. So, I mean, like, if you didn't watch it nearly as much, then you're not, like, blown away or, like, been, like... I still don't think that it's, like, my favorite one, but, I mean, still, it's good for what it is. But, yeah, that's... It's a a good movie, but I don't think it should be remade. I think if they remake it, everything would be CGI and it would be CGI up the ass. Yeah, it wouldn't be as good. It 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 wouldn't be as good. Like, if they... Did a if they added like a sequel to it, it would probably add a little bit better to it, but it could just perfectly be on its own too. Like they don't absolutely need a sequel to it. I was just saying, like it would be cool if they did. <laughs> I think the funniest thing to me though in this movie was uh Chris Elliott. Because <laughs> I've only seen him as a comedian. So seeing him in something where he's like playing a serious officer on board the, because these guys are like oil tankers, and so seeing that was made me laugh. Uh, it was a good movie. It's not my favorite James Cameron movie, to be honest with you. Like I didn't just like foam at the mouth being able to watch this. I would say Terminator Two is probably my favorite, along with Aliens. Probably Aliens a little bit more than Terminator Two, but it's kind of hard because both of those are so good. And they're like the rare time a sequel is like way better than the original. Um, so not, and that's, and that's not even, you know, knocking the originals. The originals are brilliant. And yep. it's just okay. that it's, it's rare for a sequel to be as good as the original, if not better. So I would say it's a great film. I know I didn't talk much about it cause it's not my favorite James Cameron film at at the end of the day I thought it was okay but oh, I think okay James Cameron is still way above good for other filmmakers 
to be honest with you. Um, so that's where I say that. What, do you, what are your final thoughts, Jeremy? Well, I, I would agree. Uh, it should rest in peace. But what I would what I would have been interested in is I kind of alluded to it with Avatar was I think this movie would have been interesting in a 3DS because if, being in the water and being to to see this stuff kind of, you know when the would fly flutter through the water right when the the thing was in the middle in 3d seeing it like flutter around your face and shit i think knowing the way he did 3d with avatar and even titanic because i have the 3d version of that too he knows how to use it i actually want yeah because so it, it was all been, about depth yeah for it his 3D. and within the water aspect it would have been interesting to see that uh, that's the only thing if they were to do anything with this movie, if they were able to develop a 3D version of it, it would be interesting to see how that would look. But other than that, um, uh, but I love the movie. I, I Like I said, I, it, it, it's not my favorite James Cameron movie either, but it's near the top. I mean, but he makes so many good ones, it's kind of like, well, near the top is better than most yeah <laughs> like i said his good is his okay to me is better than most people's good like yeah and, and that's just my personal opinion you know everyone has their own he, no and um, that's the same for me but but yeah chris elliott was funny the one thing i mentioned when i first started because i forgot he was in this um but he he's in one of our favorite or one of my Ryan's favorite shows shit's creek you know and his name's rolling shit you know, so it's, it's just, it, and he's hilarious. So it's it's funny in comparison watching him here, where he he didn't he's even like have a, a he didn't even have a funny like statement yeah, no, that he made. Yeah, everything so. he said was like straight. Because like I remember him from this show that used to be on Fox, and I can't remember the name of the show because it didn't last very long. And the only episode I remember is he became a uh, health inspector. And so as a health inspector, he started taking bribes from restaurants. And so he they would bribe him with like $5 bills. So he would like acting like he was rich because the restaurant gave him $5 to, so they could stay open. And was, uh, which one was this guy? Uh, this is, he was the guy, he was the blonde haired guy with the beard on the tanker. When You've seen Shit's Creek, right, Josh? No. Oh, you haven't? Okay. Um, no, I was going to look up his thing to see if I could find the show. I'm trying to think. I he's can't remember the name of this. He's been on a he's lot. He's been in a lot of. Stuff, of so. He was in the movie Cabin Boy. He was the main. He was the main star of Cabin Boy. No, so you'll remember him from. Name, you'll remember though. him from Scary Movie. He was the damn butler with the fucked up. Oh, that's hand. right. Yeah, he where was. He, where he was. <laughs> oh, okay. If, and he was in something about Mary. He played Dom. He's been he in a lot in, of shit. Yeah, he was in Groundhog Day, Groundhog The Abyss, Day, which is yeah. weird. So weird. Um, I'm gonna see if I can. He was in Scary Movie Four as well. Uh, let's see. He's in a bunch of stuff. Trash movie. Oh, I mean, what? But he's normally in stupid shit where he plays like a dumb, yeah, fucking yeah, weird he usually, character. Yeah, he usually plays a 
dumbass. He and was in an episode of Duckman Creek too. Yeah. I haven't seen him in like ages. I I remember him off a of Cabin Boy and shit though. God, man. Same with Groundhog Day. I remember that, but jeez. Oh, he was on he, Everybody Loves Raymond too. I didn't realize yeah. he was on there. That was like the thing that got me like the biggest laugh because it was like I was like I remember he's like being straight as an arrow, and I'm used to him being like comic relief and shit. And so to hear to see him like play like a regular person, you know. Oh, were you he, talking he about get... Last Man on Earth that he was on? No, he was on because it shows well, like King of Queens and the Nanny and stuff like that. But like... it was this was from the nineties. It was a it was his show. Maybe it was the Naked Truth. I don't remember. Um, I would have to. I mean, I would have to do some more research than I want well, to do for that. It, he has <laughs> his own thing called FDR, a one man show. I don't know either that or no, that was family. when he played. He was he was Franklin Delano Roosevelt in that. Oh um, no, it's it, it was called Get a Life. Oh, Get a Life. Yeah, I don't think I was the name of the show. It only lasted for like a season and a half. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was on Fox, so you know it didn't. It, yeah. <laughs> I was just looking through his Wikipedia things, just looking through shit. I was like, yeah, I don't remember seeing this. Oh, good lord. Yeah, it was, but uh, that was like the biggest shock. Um, yeah, it's Get a Life. Uh, that's the name of the show. It was, it was early 90s. It was like 91, 92, uh, 1990. But, um, but yeah, so what it was a good movie. What are we doing next anyway? Like, uh, we're gonna do Vamp Vamprella. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. I forgot. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. it's on. It's on YouTube until they take it. I'm. I mean, it's been there for a few years on YouTube, so I doubt they're going to take it down. Um, but it there would is be fucking hilarious if they took it down when we we're trying to watch it. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, the the reason I say that I'm surprised it's still up there is because you know how YouTube is. Um, but there's nudity in Vamprella. Like Vamprella herself doesn't get naked, but like one of the other there's a couple nude scenes with some of the other actresses in it. Or one of the other actresses, so, um, which is weird because you know how YouTube would be like, oh, you know, they get their panties in the twist. You you can't even go on YouTube and talk about the character Isis from DC Comics because if you mention Isis, they're like, oh, you're talking about the terrorist organization, strike, strike, strike. So like the fact that nobody's like either complained. Or it's flown under the radar at YouTube is maybe quite astounding. <laughs> maybe it's different just because it's a movie. Because I, no, I, I think there are certain movies that they have on there. That have yeah, but it's not officially on YouTube. Some dude just uploaded it. Like, oh, it, it, yeah, oh, it, some dude just just uploaded it. I actually found a copy of it on archive.org. And I actually uploaded that to our Google Drive account. So you could watch it that way, just in case it gets pulled from YouTube. Because it archive.org, y'all have ever been to archive.org? No. Archive.org is basically an internet site where you can upload program software, um, pretty much anything. I actually just recently uploaded the uh, CD image of the backup disk for my what, what my one of my laptops because I didn't want to 
like one of my laptops I lost the backup files for. And now HP doesn't have them on their site anymore. So I'm kind of screwed without having those drivers. So I didn't want any, I've with this Dell laptop, that laptop was an HP, but the Dell laptop in case it happened, I wanted to make it where people could still find stuff. I actually was looking for software on there one day and there's a lot of porn on there. I was surprised. Uh, so really it, it was, there's I was like, everywhere, man. I was like, what the hell? Like I'm looking up regular soft, like backup software, like legit software. And it's like this whole stream of, and it was just one dude. Cause I'm like, who uploaded this? And it, it's oh, the I same mean, guy. It was the same guy. The dude, same guy uploaded all of it. I was like, what the hell? Porn. That's like, this way to put it. But um, it, it's on archive.org. So anyone, when we do it, anyone who wants to watch it, it can be found there. And YouTube, unless they decide to take like it down. A, a free site too, or something. Or... Yeah, our, yeah, it's a, it's kind of like it's, it's the preserve, like, you know, it's a preservation site. So it's, it's a nonprofit. Uh, okay. It's a non, it's a nonprofit. So you just like I uploaded the iOS file from my wife's laptop. I'm going to try to do it with my Lenovo ThinkPad um, and stuff like that. So I'll probably, so I'll probably do that with it, but it's, it's pretty cool. I, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to find the movie there. I was actually going to buy the movie, but it's so hard to get. Yeah. It's literally, if you want to buy it on DVD, it's like $60. Like it's, 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 I guess it's out of print. It's kind of like drop dead Fred. Like Drop Dead Fred is like super expensive now. So, wow, really? Yeah, that because it's movie like a million times. What the hell? Yeah, it's because it's no longer um, available in print. So, like, they're not making the DVDs for it anymore. So the only way to get it's on the secondhand market. Yeah. Nice. And people like the price gouge, but. We're we're getting off topic again, which is what we love, always do on this podcast, which, you know what, I'm actually okay with, because the reason I do this podcast is to talk about movies, and so we're talking about movies, or dissing on Uwe Boll. Maybe maybe we should do an yeah. Outside the Graveyard where we, we talk shit about Uwe Boll. Well, I mean, and, technically, it's not really so much an Outside the Graveyard thing, because most of his movies are technically science fiction. Sci-fi. So, I mean... Just probably be like, Dewey Bull, why you should never watch these fucking movies. <laughs> we should, okay, after Vamprella, let's do it. We'll each pick a Huey <laughs> Bull movie. We'll each pick a different Huey Bull movie um, and, and we'll watch it. And then, why we don't think you should watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, like, like, we're not going to watch all three of them. Like, I won't watch all three of you, but you watch one, Jeremy watches one, and I'll yeah. watch one. And then we'll just talk about it and how shitty it was. That's going to be after Vanfrella. So let's settle. <laughs> oh, that's fucking Yeah, and you oh can pick God. whichever Yui Bowl movie you want. Um, and and we'll uh, we'll talk. Just let me know when you decide. So that way we can set up the trivia and stuff for it. But nice. and then we can talk how, how shitty it was. Um, but that's that's after Vanfrella. We'll 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 talk about how crappy Yui Bowl is when it comes to making movies with his video game franchises. But all right. So for everyone with Sci-Fi Graveyard, this is Joseph for Jeremy and Josh. 
I know we didn't really talk a lot about Abyss, but I really don't think there's that much to talk about because it is actually a really good film. So there's not much. Better, there's, for, there's, uh, better for you to find out. Anyway. You don't want to yeah, and this is a movie. This is definitely a movie you should watch. Like, I would never tell you not to watch this movie because it, it is good. Um, I, it didn't blow me away just because I, I don't even know why, because I usually go for stuff like this. Maybe it was because when I was watching it, I got distracted. So I just kind of like my 3D printer messed up when I was trying to watch it. So I had to like turn my attention away. But it's a good film. All the actors in it are really great. So definitely check it out. Thanks for listening as long as we rant and rave and get off subject like we do. But y'all have a wonderful night. And we will see you in two weeks with Vamprella. Peace. Solo. Peace. We'd like to thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sci-Fi Graveyard. If you like what you hear, please check out some of our other podcasts as hosted by The Heart of Geek. That is Morbid Instinct, Wrestling with the Willies, and Screen Creeps. You can follow us on social media. We are at The Heart of Geek on Twitter, The Heart of Geek on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And when we do stream, it's not very often. We are just Heart of Geek. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope to catch you next time.